This is a Rooster Teeth production. All right, this is episode 19. In episode 18, we did Stinson's, which we didn't rate. Um, a guy got hit by a car. Gus had a little house. We talked about how uh, home ownership generally sucks. Talked about uh, renovations and permits. Uh, Jeff's potential summer home. Uh, the Littlefield building versus the Norwood building. Uh, Stop the Crusher. Uh, TV gatekeeping. And uh, Gus's hate for storage units. But that was all 18, so this is episode 19. Right, right, right. Our 23rd episode. Episode 19. Good morning, Gus. So, what do you think about the coffee from Stinson's? Let's get that out of the way. That's good because oh, we definitely uh, forgot. I'll be honest, uh, forgettable seven out of ten to me. I go with that. Yeah, I don't understand your rating system. He's forgettable seven out of ten, but la- like we've had coffee it's, where he's like, "This is great." Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. That's, like, that's a D. Right, like that's, I think it's a C, C. that's a C that's minus. A C. Yeah, that's that's. I uh, think it's like it's a pass, but it's not great. It's like if I go uh, if I go and I get a seven out of ten, I'm like, okay, I got a coffee. That's fine. That's what I expected. If it's above that, you're like, oh, interesting. Like this, we're eating it uh, or we're drinking. Well, Gus is eating. Right. Uh, we got coffee from Satan today, which is not satanic at all. That's not what they're going for. S A hyphen T E N. Yeah, Satan. Satan. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I always say Satan. I had a question mark at the end of it. I just say Satan. Satan coffee. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Sounds way cooler that way. (laughs) I would give this coffee a nine. Yeah, I think this is- I think it's phenomenal. We got the nitro cold brew, and Gus got the Americana. Cold Americana. Yeah, cold Americana. What do you think? It's it's amazing. It's really good. Like, uh, Jeff was talking it up. I was like, how good can it be? And I had like a little sip. Obviously, I didn't get the cold brew like you guys, but uh, I got the Americana. This is solid. This is really, really excellent. Like, this is- this is like coffee from a movie. Like I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like Brad Pitt. I feel like a movie star. Like Gus is having movie coffee. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having movie coffee. Spielberg uh, is drinking the same coffee I am. Well, I will say I, I would never go to say ten because the the only one I knew about was on the other side of town, pretty far away from my house. But mm-hmm. uh, this one on airport is kind of centrally located. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'm gonna throw this into my rotation. Yeah, you think you want to walk back into that place? No, I don't ever. Well, all right, so there is a problem. There was a, the coffee's a nine. Uh, the smell inside, the smell in the uh, uh, the ambiance smell <laughs> was a one. Well, it I, smelled like sewer. I a couldn't really. Bit, I was wearing a mask, so I couldn't. Re- I couldn't really smell it. it so uh, where, ma- where are your masks? It's their compost. Are they composting in the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did they you see have- the signs everywhere? No. Yeah. They, they do pocket composting there. It's like a new thing. <laughs> like pocket composting? Yeah, all the, all the employees have to have compost in their They're pockets. all level five yeah. vegans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can't eat anything that casts a shadow. Uh, there there were signs that were all about, like, hey, composting, compost here, whatever. So it's just, we were there at, what, 2 p.m. Yeah, it stank. And uh, that's what happens when you go to a coffee shop at 2 p.m. It's the end of the day. So talking about um, Satan, Satan, for great coffee, makes me think about, I don't know if, if I ever went there with you. We, we did find this place on our first trip to Melbourne. I don't know if you ever went back on a subsequent uh, trip. There was that bar in Fitzroy called Naked for Satan. What? I have zero memory of this. Yeah, it's a there's a like a rooftop bar out in the Fitz, Fitzroy area of Melbourne, which is like a, a part of town that we really liked. Uh, it's called Naked for Satan. I, I, that always stuck with me. The name, the name was like it's it's intentionally provocative, so you remember it. Do you remember the name of the Mexican restaurant that oh, we ate? Of at? course. How could I forget that? So, <laughs> <laughs> first time we went to Melbourne back in two thousand four, we were walking down the street, and it was there the was day a, we got there. It was the day we got there. It was a big yellow sign. 
Do you, have, you, have you forgotten the name of the place? I don't remember. It was a, a big yellow sign for a Mexican restaurant in the Mexican in Melbourne, Australia. Uh-huh. The Mexican restaurant is called Taco Bill. Oh, I did remember. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was in my head. I was like, it can't be Taco Bill. <laughs> like, oh come on! So we went there and ate, and it was hands down the worst Mexican food I ever had in my life. However. When we ate at that Mexican restaurant, I feel like two kind of uh, important things happened. One, we decided from that point on, anytime we traveled anywhere in the world, the first thing we were going to do is try to find a Mexican restaurant in that country or town. And then we were, uh, the other thing is we never did it, but we always endeavored to have a travel show called the worst Mexican restaurant in the world. And it was just like, we go and review Mexican restaurants at other countries because they are uniquely terrible. Dude, they're still open. So Taco Bill apparently wow, really? is a chain. They have 25 restaurants Jeez, in Australia. They're thriving. The one we went to was the one on Collins Street. I remember that. Uh, so if you're in Melbourne, hit up Taco Bill on Collins Street. Have some chips and ketchup for us. Ugh. This also was, was uh, not yeah. good. Can we can we stay on the topic of Australia for for maybe for some of this episode? Because okay. I wasn't here, did not work here when you guys were going, when that stuff was happening, when Australia, like... RTX Australia or whatever the fuck any of that stuff was going on. I've never been like. Oh really? Yeah, you guys have been what a couple of times. I've probably yeah, I've been there. Man, I've probably been to Australia like ten times by now. Oh He's, my god, you've been there more. I've yeah. been there six or seven. Oh times. my god, not as yeah, many as been, Gus. Been there a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 really cool. Uh, I think the the cities I've been to, I've been to Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. I think those are the only three cities I've been to. Uh, obviously, we went to Melbourne for some events uh, for PAX Australia. We did RTX Sydney, and I did another event up in Brisbane before. Uh, it's, I mean, it's all really cool. It's a, it's a hell of a flight, dude. I yeah, mean, it sucks. Is it really? It's really that bad. It's like from LAX to Melbourne, you might be on the plane like sixteen hours. Uh, it's. I want. I never tell you. You weren't on this trip with me. I booked the wrong flight one time going what? to Australia. What? So. Like, I forget what the numbers were, but it was like there's two different flight numbers at the time on Qantas going from LAX to, I want to say it was to, to Sydney. Maybe it was to Melbourne. It was, to, it was LAX to Melbourne. Uh, one of them was like Qantas Flight 92. The other one was Qantas Flight 93. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't paying attention. I picked the wrong one. <laughs> and the only difference between those flights is the one, the wrong one that I picked stops in Auckland, New Zealand on the way there. Oh, gee. <laughs> so oh, you, man. Like, you get on the plane and it's like going to Sydney. Via Auckland. Yeah. <laughs> Asterisk with a stop in Auckland. <laughs> and uh, so I don't realize it till like we're out over the Pacific and I'm like, oh, fuck, we're going, to, we're going to New Zealand, which I love going to New Zealand, but this is adding hours to the trip, to an Probably already long hours, trip. Yeah. I went down there with uh, another coworker of ours who was a smoker and uh, we, uh, we got out of the, the airport in Auckland and he was like, Jittery's like, I gotta smoke, I gotta smoke, I gotta smoke. And they made us get off the plane in Auckland. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. So it's like, and you can't, we, there, there was no passport clearance because we were continuing to Sydney. So like, we went down like this glass corridor where we could see everyone else in the airport, but we weren't allowed out because we hadn't been cleared <laughs> through customs. So they're like, you get routed to like this room and there was like a smoking room there and our, 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 our friend like cut off to go, uh, go smoking. And, uh, came, and then we, had to, we had to sit in Auckland for like, an hour and a half or two hours, oh. and then they loaded everyone back up, got new passengers on, and we continued on to Australia. I can only think of one person who's a friend of ours who would have gone on travel trips with us who smoked. I'm assuming it's the same person. I assume you know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a, that trip, I think, was just, 
him and myself and my wife, and we were going down to do an event. In, oh, it was Melbourne. I, I 100%. I know for a fact it was Melbourne now. We went to do an event in Melbourne, and it was an event. This happened, I think, twice over the years. It was an event that I went to in another country where our merchandise never showed up. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it was like me and him sitting in an empty three-meter by three-meter booth all weekend long oh, uh, with nothing, nothing to, sell. to sell and nothing. Like, I, I, I went out. To the loading dock. At one point, I was erroneously told that our shipment was in the country on a truck about to be delivered. So I waited out on the loading dock Dude. for like three hours and it never showed up. It turns out it was never even in the country. I don't know how I got that information. It never made it. So it was, that was fucking miserable, dude. Another time it happened in London. That was a whole other thing. I, yeah, I remember that one too. Um, yeah, he's right about the trip. It sucks. And it sucks the more you do it too. <laughs> like, you 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 lose a you lose stamina on it. Like yeah. I, I would say, it's worth it to go to Australia twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also super fucked up because you land the day after you yeah. leave, and when you come back to the U.S., you land before you leave. It's like thirteen hour difference or seventeen hour difference or something. It's yeah. fucking wild. Uh, I will say, I think Gus and I, when we first went to Australia in two thousand four, and we came back, and people asked what it was like because we were the first from from the company to go, and I think we both decided on. And I still feel this way. Australia is America if it were 10% better. Interesting. Like everything is just a little cooler, a little better. I don't know. Maybe it's just accents. But Sydney is this amazing city where it's like walking through postcards. Like everything is just like unreal and beautiful. And then Melbourne is this like incredibly modern big city that feels like a cross between Chicago and Austin kind of. And then uh, I've never been to Brisbane. That definitely feels super modern. Bri- <laughs> Dude, but don't, don't go. <laughs> I did go to really this this last trip. The last time we went to Australia, it was like a double duty thing. We did an duty. episode of Haunter, our ghost hunting show, where we we uh, we did a paranormal investigation in the Melbourne jail, and then we uh, we also did that uh, AH Live tour. We do that like variety tour show that we would do and so we did sydney uh melbourne and perth and so that's never the only time i've ever been to perth well, to go. and i gotta say as much as i love melbourne and i've always, I always said i would lo- love to live there someday i think i might have liked perth more yeah i hear good things about it it's just like everything's brand new it's like they built the city 20 years ago it's so remote in a way that probably is sucks to live there but is a great it's remote enough in a way where you think like, man, if I could, I could fucking disappear i could disappear that from sounds the world. good to me yeah really? it sounds yeah. it sounds awesome to me and there's cool ass beaches 20 minutes out of town. There's this huge like 6th street type area with like tons of like really good uh different kinds of Asian restaurants and bars and there's like great pub crawling there. Not that I drink anymore, but it's just like it's a really good vibe. Some of the best Chinese food I ever had uh was in Australia, like in Melbourne. Uh, yeah. there's there's like a a Chinatown there. There's a place called the Supper Inn. If you're in Melbourne, highly if it's if the Supper Inn's still there, I highly recommend that place. Uh but they, they, I think it's like one of the largest Chinatowns in the world. Oh wow. Uh is like is right there in Melbourne. Yeah. Um like you don't like proximity wise, you don't think about like it's out in the Pacific, closer to uh to to Asia and specifically China. I want to talk about our, our, our first there, you you said something that made me remember um, a, like a, a long repressed memory. The first time we flew out, again, uh, to Australia was back in 2004. And it's amazing how much the world has changed since then. Because in 2004, when you get on a 16-hour flight from LAX to Melbourne, um, there is in-flight entertainment in the form of like little TVs, but 
it's not like on-demand entertainment. Right. They they play movies on a loop, and if you like the movie, you can watch it. And if you don't like the movie, there's nothing else to do. And if you and and it's it's uh, appointment viewing, right? So you got to catch it when right it, when right it when it starts. Uh, and I remember it was the middle of the night or in the middle of nowhere over the Pacific Ocean. I think I was in the middle seat. Jeff had the aisle and like some stranger was next to us in the window. I can't sleep. So I turn on the TV and a movie's starting. I'm like, okay, cool. Mo- perfect timing. I'm going to watch this movie. It was Envy with uh, Jack Black and Ben Stiller. I watched about- Oh, the, the Vaporizer yes. movie? That is an unwatchable movie. I watched about the first 15 or 20 minutes, then turned it off and sat there in the dark <laughs> in a middle seat on a plane. So I was like, this is better than watching that movie. That movie was Awful. What is the? How, all right. What's the deal with that movie? Because that movie came out when Ben Stiller and Jack Black were at the height of their fame and popularity, and I, I one got the impression it was a movie that they tried to bury and they that it, it, and it, not get released, and eventually it did. It was so fucking bad. It almost felt to me like one of those movies that someone makes before they get famous, and then it's bad, so it gets shelved by the studio, and yeah. then someone becomes famous, and it comes out like a. This isn't exactly the same thing, but I think of Cabin in the Woods with Chris Evans. Sure, like, sure. Yeah. He filmed it before, like all the Avengers stuff. And not that that was Cabin in the Woods is a great movie, but it's yeah. like it was kind of held back for a while. Mm-hmm. He became super famous, and then it came out. Um, yeah, I don't know how that movie got made. Same, it's Barry Levinson. It the was director. Like, it's the same director as Rain Man. <laughs> I, I want to say, wow. I want to say the plot was they were like neighbors or friends, and there was it was called Envy because I think Ben Stiller was jealous of Jack Black yes. because Jack Black invented a thing called vaporizer that was like an aerosol you sprayed on dog shit to make it disappear. Yes, and that was the plot of the movie. Yes, executive producer Larry David. Wow, Are you fucking serious. This movie's crazy. It's crazy bad. Yeah, <laughs> like how? What? How did all this miss? What is it? I, I assume. What's? Uh, did you? Uh, whatever you're looking at, does it have a rating for that movie? IMDb four point eight out of ten. <laughs> That's thirty one thousand ratings. That's being generous. It's like that other. It's like that movie. Um, I, I apologize. I can't remember the name of it, but you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is. Norm Macdonald's Dirty Work. I think oh, it's yeah. a, I think it's a brilliant film. It's got amazing cameos. It's got some of the funniest moments I've ever seen. Gavin and I still quote it to each other all the time. And then I was so excited for like Norm Macdonald to be like the next Adam Sandler because I was a big Norm Macdonald fan. And he followed up with the next movie. And I don't remember what the name of that movie was, but it starred Norm Macdonald, Dave Chappelle, Danny DeVito, and Sarah Silverman. And it's a movie about how they have to kidnap... I think Dave Chappelle and and Norman Donald have to kidnap Danny DeVito and like a fake kidnapping. And it's I I've tried to watch it like eight times. Usually after I watch Dirty Work and I'm like, I just need a little more Norman Donald in my life. And I've never gotten through it because it's so fucking bad. It's called Screwed. Screwed. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's atrocious. And the person screwed was Jeff. And you wonder like, how can this many like genuinely funny people make something that's this off the mark, mm-hmm. you know. I wonder about that every time we record this podcast. Fair enough, <laughs> I get it. Uh, it. It's medium, like playing in the medium, right? Like you have to know. Making a show or doing stand up is different from making a movie. Yeah. Like a podcast is the lowest form of entertainment. It's just <laughs> we are just talking. Yeah. Um, it's totally different from a film or yeah. like a larger production. And I think people think that it's like, oh, these are like one. Oh, you can do that. Do this. And it's like, oh, you really got to. Boy, it's sink or swim time on like a lot of that if stuff. If they had this coffee on set, then we would have been better. They would have had Spielberg would have been yeah. there drinking it. Dude, I'm jumping out of my seat on this coffee. Um, this is. Yeah, I'm, I'm right a little now. fidgety. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, also circle back to Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane is a wild city. Uh, 
I, I think people down if, if I remember right, people down there call it Brisk Vegas because it's like <laughs> like there's casinos and it's kind of like the Wild West and the entire city, well, not the entire, most of the city is like Dirty Sixth and there are a couple of things that are illegal in Brisbane. One of those things is open-toed shoes. Another one of those things is glass bottles. Um, uh, apparently, it's like a fight in town and uh, like people will... Uh, Drink and get into it. Uh, so, be on your guard. Yeah. The the. Whoa. Yeah, it's a it's 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 an it's an intense place. I distinctly remember when you came back from Brisbane and me being excited because you and I were becoming like yeah. Australia files because we were you know getting to go and falling in love with it and being like, what's it like? And that was the first thing you said. It's like, dude, let me just tell you this: they've outlawed glass bottles for <laughs> a reason. <laughs> What you were so you were there, you've been, yeah. I've been, I went once to Brisbane. It did it feel like Vegas? Did it feel like no, Fremont it, Street? It, it, like, it, what it, is it's it? It's not that it feels like Vegas or Fremont Street, it's just there are a lot of bars, kind of like downtown Austin, and there are a lot of casinos, but the casinos aren't huge and illuminated like they are in Vegas, right? Okay. There's not like a, a ton of lights. Like, you want, like, I think, oh god, what was it called? There was one casino in Brisbane that was like in an old. Australian government treasury building, and I think they called the casino the Mint or something like that. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, but so it's like, if, just to put in your mind, like the casino is a re- is a, like a retrofitted government building, so it's not flashy or anything on the outside. But then you go in, it's like, oh, this is totally a casino. Huh. Um, it's just just kind of in that regard, the casinos are kind of understated, but they're kind of everywhere. I felt like I was walking, like I, you'd walk down the street. And there'd be a door. You'd be like, "I wonder what's in here." And you'd open it, and it was like, "Oh, it's either a bar, a strip club, or a casino." <laughs> uh, like pretty much walking down the street, like copy and pasted. That is one of the cool things about Melbourne. If you ever get a chance to go, Eric, uh, is all of the bars and restaurants are accessible through back alleys. That's so, like, awesome. you got to like know kind of you. You really need somebody from Australia to show yeah. you around a little bit if you want to find places because it can get confusing. But the first time we went, uh, we met that uh, woman who showed us around uh, Melbourne, and I thought she was going to murder us. I don't know if you remember this. What? Because uh, we met her at the event we were doing. That she was like, you know, come on, let's let's go hang out. I'll show you, you know, all the, the cool lady who to ran drink. the event or the lady who took us skiing. The lady who took us skiing. Okay. And uh, so, like, we left the event and we like. You know, walking away from the bright part of the city, it's getting like darker and darker. And like, she turns down an alley and is leading us down this dark alley. And I'm like, this is it. She's gonna no. kill us. And then like, she cr- she passes a dumpster, turns, pulls on an unmarked door, and we go in. And there's a bar there. It's like a laboratory themed bar. I forget what it was. It might have been called the laboratory. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, there's literally no signage. You have to go in an alley and know where this place is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this super cool bar. There's a similar one. In Sydney, uh, called uh, the Baxter's Inn. Is that was called Baxter Inn. Uh, I don't know if you ever went to that one, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a very similar thing where you walk down an alley, uh, and then the alley tees into another alley. There's a bar there. You turn right, uh, open a do- an unmarked door, go down some stairs at the bottom of the stairs, open another unmarked door, and there's a huge like bar. And it's like the most extensive whiskey selection I've ever seen in my life. Really? Uh, like super rare stuff. Oh, I went to that place with Alan. That's where we bought like the $100. Yeah. He got me like a $100 shot of uh, Japanese whiskey. Yeah, oh like, like all kinds of really weird rare stuff. Yeah, uh, you have to go it. into like a caged room. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That place is cool. That place is really that, cool. That might be my favorite bar in the world. Uh, and again, no signage. Like you, you get like a taxi or an Uber to drop you off and it's like, the first time I went, I got lost. I was like, I don't know where to go. Like, I just started pulling on doors trying to find a bar. 
I, I, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I remember that now, and it's frustrating to me because I also fell in love with that bar. I also fell in love with Japanese whiskey yeah. through that bar and really got into it and then, then quit drinking almost immediately. And I was really mad. Like when I look back, like I'm mad about a couple things. I'm mad that I discovered Japanese whiskey way too late into my alcoholism because it was so much better than anything else I've been drinking. And I'm still to this day, I'm mad about these hard seltzers. <laughs> I never got to experience a white claw or a fucking true, any of this stuff. You're not missing anything. I, have you had a Zima? I had, yeah, yeah, of course. It's like the same you're, thing. You're, you're in the neighborhood. I mean, okay. yeah, you got it. I mean, I had like Bartles and James wine coolers. Yeah, same like, shit. Same yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. It's just everything old is new again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess went, so. Like this is mango. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I felt fortunate enough. I, I I was still drinking for a while, for quite a while after I found Japanese whiskey, but. It's always really hard to find anyway. It's not like if you, I mean, oh, yeah, really, yeah. Like, like really like 18 year Yamazaki, like when I was really drinking and really looking for it, like I might find one bottle a year Well, if, the, if I could. I remember the the whiskey that that uh, Alan and I got, that the guy got for us, I think he told us there were three bottles of it in Australia yeah. at, that, at that moment. It might have been like a 25 year Yamazaki. Yeah, and it was just something. like fucking crazy. But it was also like I'd never tasted anything like it in my life. It's really good. Do, you, do you not drink at all? Uh, I don't, I didn't do like i didn't i don't draw a line in the sand and say i never drink however in the past calendar year i've probably had four drinks really wow. uh yeah so it's it's pretty much no more pitchers of vodka no it's it's, <laughs> it's like 99.9 percent shut off like i think the last drink i had i think i was flying back on a plane in july i had a drink on the plane why what do you attribute that to just loss of interest or yeah i, I, don't, I don't know just uh wasn't doing anything for me i guess yeah I, uh and i realized that it uh, on a very surface level, at the very least, it was not letting me get good sleep. Yeah, uh, I realized that, uh, like wearing these the stupid watch, I was like, oh, when I drink and I go to sleep, my heart doesn't, my heart rate doesn't go down at all. Mm. Oh. It stays up the entire time, like I'm still awake. And it's like if I don't drink, oh, it goes down, uh, and the the rest is a lot more sleep. Uh, it's it is better. interesting how that works because I I lived with bad sleep and insomnia and shit for years and years and years, and it turned out it was. And I used to drink to go to sleep a lot, you know. That's how a lot of my problems started, probably. And then uh, it turns out you cut alcohol out completely, you just sleep good every night of your life. Like, really, I don't. I very rarely have a bad night's sleep yeah, anymore, and I, I've never have trouble getting to sleep. And that used to be such a problem for me. Yeah. What was the last drink that you had, Gus? Not Jeff. I'm not asking you that. I'm I know. I know the last drink I had. I know you know. I don't want to get into that. I'm asking it's him. It's just a vodka soda on okay. the plane. Yeah. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Tito's? Fancy. No, they stopped serving Tito's. It was some other brand I never heard of. Mm. I don't. I don't know what it was. Uh, if we went to Australia and we went to the cool bar where they had the Japanese whiskey and it was all like the extensive selection, would you have a drink? I'd have a drink. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I would have one. I might have a picture of that. Really? Yeah. Let me look. You should talk amongst yourselves. Um, so okay. So talking about Australia, you've been to Sydney. Mm-hmm. You've been to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. You've been to Melbourne. Yes. You haven't been to Perth. Correct. Is that a place that you would want to go? I think if I was. In I, I don't know that I would make a dedicated trip just to go to Perth. Okay. But if I was in Australia, I would make a, an effort to go to Perth. I guess that's my question too, is what would take you back to Australia? I'd like to visit sometime. I don't know. Uh, I felt like I went a lot for work stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to go back and visit and vacation sometime. It is just super far. I mean, that's really what's like prohibitive about it. Just like giving that commitment and then taking enough time off to make it worthwhile because not only you're making that trip there and then making the trip back it's like then you got to spend enough time for it to to make sense uh i just don't feel comfortable cutting out that much time for and blocking it off for a single trip 
Um, I guess that makes sense. I, I I only go to San Francisco for work. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've only been to San Francisco for fun, like, twice, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. But I've been to San Francisco probably two dozen times yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, I've worked, I've worked, I've worked. I've, like, especially when I was working at Razor, it would be like day trips up there. Right. It, you would just, you would fly in the morning, get your stuff done, and then fly back in the evening. Um, do you have any other places like that? Uh, I, I mean, of course, also down in the same area, New Zealand. I've spent, you know, some vacation time there. And that's what's cool about the two places being relatively close to each other is if we went down and did an event in one, it's like, oh, then you're just going to take a couple extra days off and go to the other and hang out there, too. Just going back and forth uh, between the two was, was always uh, really fun. It, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting being that far uh, removed from, you know, like, other countries, you know, having that big of a boundary, not only in distance, but in time. You know, you look look at your clock and it's like, oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long do you think you need to go, like, to make it worth it to you? It'd probably be at least a week. Because okay. um, you lose, and remember, you lose time going there. You land the day after you leave. So it's like you already start at a negative. So you really have to have to, to budget enough time in. Uh, but it's it's fun. I mean, if, if you ever get the chance, highly, highly recommend it. Did you find it? I'll find it someday. Oh, okay. it's, I got a lot. I got a lot of photos to get through. <laughs> I don't want to waste any more time. From New Line Cinema, Dwayne Johnson stars in the action adventure Black Adam, the first ever feature film to explore the story of the DC superhero. Comes to the big screen under the direction of Jomé Colette Sarah, who you may know from Jungle Cruise. In ancient Kandak, Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods. After using these powers for vengeance, he was imprisoned, becoming Black Adam. Nearly five thousand years have passed, and Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. Now released, his unique form of justice, born out of rage, is challenged by modern-day heroes who form the Justice Society. Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher, Sarah Shahi, Marwan Kenzari, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, Mo Amer as Modi Sabangui, and Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Colette Sarah, directed from a screenplay written by Adam Steckiel and Rory Haynes and Sorab Noshiravni, based on characters from DC, based on characters created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. The film's producers are Bo Flynn, Hiram Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and Danny Garcia, with Toby Emmerich, Richard Brenner, Dave Neustadter, Chris Pan, uh, Walter Hamada, Adam Schlegman, Jeff Johns, Eric McLeod, and Scott Sheldon, executive producing. The director's behind-the-scenes creative team includes Oscar-nominated director of photography, Lawrence Scher, production designer, Tom Mayer, editors, Mike Sale and John Lee, costume designers Kurt and Bart, Oscar-winning visual effects supervisor Bill Westenhofer, and composer Lorne Balfe. New Line Cinema presents a Seven Bucks Flynn Company production, a Jomé Colette Sarah film, Black Adam, smashing into theaters and IMAX internationally beginning on October 19th in North America on October 21st, uh, 2022. It'll be distributed worldwide by Warner Brothers Pictures. You can watch Black Adam in theaters and IMAX internationally October 19th and in North America October 21st. I've never been a smoker, but I definitely know uh, plenty of people who are friends and, uh, you know, close people close to me who have smoked. And I know uh, watching them try to quit is uh, can be difficult sometimes. You know, it's 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 a difficult process to quit. Uh, that's why maybe if you uh, you know someone in that situation, uh, you can have them check out Fume. Uh, Fume is the natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and a natural way to quit cigarettes. It's a no-smoke, no-vape, no-nicotine replacement for the hand-to-mouth habit of smoking. Fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oil studied to curb cravings. They have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty notes to uh, simulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like cozy chai and lemonberry bliss for a sweeter experience. And all of their flavors are 
100% natural, no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, absolutely no nicotine. Quitting is tough, but fume can help. Uh, they got thousands of five-star reviews from smokers who have tried everything else, and this is what worked. So whether you're a smoker or uh, an ex-smoker who still struggles with craving, Fume is a perfect tool for you. Uh, head to breathefume.com slash anma. Use promo code anma to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to b-r-e-a-t-h-e-f-u-m dot com slash anma. Use code anma. What would take you back to Australia? Uh, uh, a, a reason? I mean, do you think it would be like just hey, let's vacation that kind of thing, or would it I be? Don't, I don't think I would go to vacation. I don't think I would go there just on my own as a vacation, just because I've been there so many times, uh -huh. you know. And like, like I have, uh, I'm going on vacation uh, soon. I'm oh. very excited about. Next oh, week. I know. Yeah. Uh, this is the fourth attempt at a vacation I've had this year. The first three have been canceled. Fingers crossed. So, um, don't worry, there's still time. <laughs> va vacations are few and far between the older I get, I find. And so, uh, Why like is when that? you get them, just life gets in the way. Life gets Does in the it? way. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, I was trying to schedule this trip to, to Paris with Emily all summer and Millie's, Millie's surgery dates oh, kept yeah. sliding back and forth. And so I could never lock it in and then by the time i could it was too late and there was no point and then uh we were going to go to vegas and uh boston actually for a basketball i was going to go see a celtics uh playoff game and then we we're going to go celebrate in vegas with gavin and meg and emily got covid uh and then we were going to go to disneyland oh, that's right and then we flew to la saw you you and i filmed this podcast we did one recording and the second we ended i got a text from emily that said henry collapsed we need to go back to austin so we turned around and we got on playing back so uh, it's just like it's just been that mm -hmm. you know life just keeps getting in the way um so like when i had the opportunity to go somewhere i i i think i'm gravitating towards going to new places gotcha. as opposed to old favorites makes sense yeah but i i love australia and it wouldn't take much to get me there i mean a reason an event uh an invite do you ever have you ever taken vacation outside of the United States? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Like no, have I ever I'm, vacation outside of the United States? Yeah, because you talk about like these trips you try, and obviously I know things are different right now these days because of COVID. I mean, yes, but I, much like you, I think um, I have vacationed everywhere Rooster Teeth has sent me for the yeah, past nineteen maybe. and a half years. You know, like I went to London in April. We got, to, but that was because. There was a community event and mm -hmm. then an annual pass event. So you you tack on an extra like four or five days to try to make the trip worth it. Um, not that it's not worth it to go, you know, do your job and meet the audience and stuff, but... Uh, you're already there. You're, you're already yeah. there. You might as well just like... When when we were... It's, it's wild to me. Like we live in Austin, which is in central Texas, and getting anywhere is a slog. Mm -hmm. Like even in the United States, it's like... If you drive in any direction for five hours, you're still in Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, and flying, you know... You're in the middle of the country, but it's like a three-hour flight for just about everywhere to, you know, either the, either coast, L.A. or New York, three or four hours. Uh, we were doing a scouting trip for RTX London, and we were at the Excel Center. And I remember I was standing on a balcony at the Excel Center looking out and— uh, Over I, the Thames? Is it the Thames out there? Isn't that the river? I, yeah, I guess so. I just, I just never made the connection that's the Thames over there. And I saw an airport. Like um, oh, city airport. Yeah, London yeah. City Airport, right across the way. And I asked the the person from the convention from the Excel Center. I was like, "Hey, is that an airport right there?" He goes, "Oh yeah, that's London City Airport." I was like, like I could fly in there or fly out of there. He's like, "Well, it's a smaller airport, so you can't fly there from the United States because you know Heathrow's mm -hmm. far." And I was like, "Huh, 
like, okay, so we finished our tour of the Excel Center, and that's that's what I was there to do for work. So then like, I pulled out my phone, and I was like, I could buy a ticket to go to Ireland right now for like 80 bucks. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay. So like my wife and I was like, all right, let's just buy a ticket. Let's just go to Ireland. And it's like, you get on, you, we just you know, took a taxi like five minutes to the airport right there. That's awesome. Got on a plane. And it's like, oh, and it's like a 30-minute flight from London City Airport to Dublin. It's like, oh, now, now you're in Ireland. <laughs> And you cannot do that here uh, in the middle of Texas, in the middle of the, uh, the United States. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, I went to I, I went to Paris with uh, <laughs> Alfredo and Matt Bragg one time for an event. And then we took the channel to yeah. London. And you're like, like, that's a slower version of that. But still, you're like, I was on this train for like two and a half hours and suddenly I'm in London. That's mm-hmm. wild. It's so cool. And you think like, I would barely, I wouldn't be in Dallas yet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'd be hitting North Houston right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny how that proximity affects, and I think that affects a lot of people in the United States. And I think that's maybe why you don't see a lot of international travel. Is mm. it's uh, you know, it one it takes a lot of time, and two, uh, as a result, it, it's very expensive. Yeah, you know, I think you know, obviously, we have Mexico and Canada nearby, um, uh, but. It's not, it, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's that's a little different. I've I've been making the most out of Mexico too. I've been to Mexico like four times in the last two years. Mm. Yeah, we go to Isla Mujeres. Mm. Although I think I'm ready to take a break from it. But. Oh yeah, it's that's a, once again it's a lot of time a lot of times to go to the same place. Where, yeah. where is that? Uh, it is so Isla Mujeres is a little island uh, that's just well, yeah Isla East yeah it's Sisters Island I think. Uh, <laughs> A uh, woman island. It's uh, it's it's uh, just off of the coast of Cancun. Okay. Uh, it is the easternmost point of Mexico. Mm. So, like, we went there for New Year's, and one of the things you can do is if you go to the easternmost point of the island and you can watch the sunrise, uh, you're the first people in Mexico to see the sunrise oh, wow. that day. And so, like, on January 1st, we got up at, like, 5 in the morning and drove down there, and so we were the first pe- people in Mexico to see the sunrise in 2020. Right before the pandemic hit. That's really crazy. It was fun. It was cool. Wow. It's a cool island. You just rent golf carts and you just go Airbnb a place. And um, But it would, I've done it to death because it's close and easy to get to during the pandemic and stuff. Yeah, like flying down to Cancun for me is what, like two and a half hours? It's not, yeah, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. And then it's just like, if you were staying in Cancun, it'd be even easier. It would easy, easily you have to then take a cab. Or actually, they have a, a shuttle for you that'll take you to... Uh, a ferry, and then you take like a twenty-minute ferry ride to the to Isla, and then you're on your own. You're That's cool. Go. It's a cool place. It's a really cool place. I mean, you're talking about vacationing abroad or whatever, and it's two and a half hours to get there, and all that. Like whatever, you fly two and a half hours from here, and you get to I don't know where, like where you want to go. It's it's you go like guess we're saying it's either coast. It's all that like yeah. You're not even in L.A. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. almost to L.A. Yeah, you. I would go to Chicago. We're just. Right there from Chicago, you can go more north. Chicago is surprisingly close. It is. I mean, it's what happens when you're in the Midwest, which we are, and I don't want to hear otherwise. I feel the Midwest. I feel like people forget how convenient Chicago is. Like I took Millie for a little weekend vacation last summer, and yeah, it's like, it's like you you go to the airport in the morning. You get off the airport in in Chicago, and it's still the morning. Yeah, yeah. The the time doesn't change. You know, you're going north south, and it's it's, so easy. It's only like. Two hour at most flight, maybe yeah. hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. It's super fast. Yeah. And then you're in fucking Chicago, which is awesome. Great yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. Great really, city. really great city. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It's great. Even like the suburbs of Chicago, I, I feel like uh, a lot cooler than like a lot of the places that you go to. If I were ever to leave Austin for another city, which I don't think will happen, you know, like if and when I leave Austin someday, it'll be for a lake house or a small town somewhere. Uh, Chicago and 
Portland would be the only cities on my list, huh. I think. Does it strike anyone else as odd that, like, again, uh, the old man in me, that, like, NBC has a night of Chicago programming, like, in their primetime lineup? Dude, that stuff, like, hit people go crazy for that fucking I, shit. It's... It, it, <laughs> I don't get it. Chicago PD and then Chicago Fire. Fire and, and then, then Chicago Mets. Yeah. Whatever. I think it just runs on a cycle where they it's just like it. we cover one major metropolitan area for a while and then we move on to the next. I think I think it's the interconnectivity of those things too that like this is like kind of like it's going to go on like a little walk but but hang with me. I think that with people our age aging up there are people that watch TV like Gus was talking about who come to expect an interconnectivity between programs or between characters that the generation just older than us did not have, mm -hmm. mm. that now it's easy for something like NBC to go like, here's our whole night of programming. It's all of these characters, like these characters. It's the, a Chicago event not to be missed. Yeah. Oh my God, this place is on fire and somebody's hurt. And so the fire department takes them to Chicago Med and then that continues. But then they have to catch the arsonist Chicago yeah. PD. It's, and so I think there's an expectation now where they didn't have that before. It's the Marvel comic method, it, right? It is. Yeah. It, it but is. it works. It really is. And it works so and, well. And it's funny because it's. I feel like it's primarily NBC that does this because we're yeah. talking about the Chicago series mm -hmm. right now, but they also do it now with Law and Order, it's mm -hmm. like for the first time ever. Who does Law who, and has, Order who has nine one one? Is that NBC as well? That's Fox. That's, That's Fox, they yeah. do it too. Like oh, they always it. have crossover yeah. events. And so I think that you see it in Marvel now, but I think it was happening with our generation seeing that stuff even before Marvel. When you look at stuff where people would start recognizing actors from other stuff, like mm. Phoebe on Friends was like Ursula uh, on. Yeah. Mad About You, which is a show nobody talks about anymore. Which was like, a, by the way, a huge fucking show. Yeah, Mad About You that nobody that was the first. I, I'll never forget this. It was the first show ever where where talent got a million dollars an episode, mm. and, and it was Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. And now it's nowhere in that last two seasons. Yep. And another thing about Mad About You, the fucking it, it's canonical to Seinfeld. I was about yeah. to say Kramer. Yeah. Exists as a character in Mad About and You, and it's canonical. Jerry to moved so, in. Jerry yeah. moved into Paul Reiser's apartment. Yep. Yeah, like Jerry Seinfeld's apartment was the Mad About You Paul Reiser. The apartment. waitress from Ursula, the waitress from Mad About You, is Phoebe's sister from Friends, yeah. and she's in the show. So Friends, Mad About You, and Seinfeld all exist in the shared universe. And see, this is what I'm talking about, where like our generation has come to expect this stuff because it's by accident. But people go, "I connected the dots." Yeah, by then it was by back then it was by accident. It was like, "Oh it, yeah, it, whatever." It didn't matter. It yep. did happen. I just think people didn't care about it. Like, 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 uh, 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 what was the the show with Fonzie? Um, Happy Days. Happy Days mm -hmm. spun off Joni Loves Chachi, and there was like a shared universe there. Yeah, but that's spin off. Soap and Benson yeah. were like, I guess, I guess they're that, spin offs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's more like they 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 choose a character and they're like, let's make a whole show about. Yeah. That. The example that I would use would be uh, Newhart where it ends, he runs this wacky, like, ski resort or whatever. B&B type thing, And, and yeah. then at the end, the very last episode, he gets knocked out and then wakes up and he's in bed with his wife from his previous show. Yeah. It talks about that show like it's all a dream or mm -hmm. whatever. And that's, and people always point like, what a great ending, what a great ending. And I'm like, this is just the Marvel after credit scene from everything <laughs> you see now. But again, I think that's the groundwork. This is so off topic for Anmo, but that to me is what no, lays no, the no. groundwork for that. Can we, can we talk for a second uh -huh. about what a goddamn treasure Bob Newhart oh, is? Yeah. The funniest. As a comedian. Dude. One of the, the, it's completely Hilarious. lost yep. on, I would say, the millennial and younger generation. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I mean, I, I was young, a little young for Bob Newhart, uh, and I'm 47, but holy fucking shit, was Bob Newhart one of the funniest people on earth? Yep. 
and I just doesn't get the credit he deserves. And and no offense, I, I also think that I, I know there's a lot of reasons to hate Ellen DeGeneres because she's uh, supposedly very problematic. But very, if you think Ellen DeGeneres is funny, Bob Bob Newhart was doing that exact same sense of humor, that self-effacing kind of like humble, stuttery kind of thing. He was doing that before her for thirty years. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny whenever I I don't know if it's just me. Whenever I think of Bob Newhart, God, I'm gonna fucking age myself here uh i also always think of the smothers brothers yeah oh, yeah uh, of course. in a very yeah. like tangential way where it's like you said like almost like like very humble self-effacing mm-hmm. kind of like oh we're just simple we don't know just poking fun of themselves Sim- yeah. really subversive funny in a yeah. time where there was nothing like that kind of subversion mm-hmm. that, that they did and again also i think lost i think if you ask Lo- yeah any probably almost anybody we work with in this building um they would no they couldn't they, they couldn't name those people yeah hmm. yeah I thought you meant the TV show Lost. And I'm like, I don't know why we're jumping to that, but I loved it. Yeah, it is, sure. it is interesting, like, what stands the test of time and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, Mad About You was as nope. big as Friends for when it came out. It was like the thing that launched, like, must-see TV right. on yeah, Thursdays, and it. nobody remembers that theme song. I love that fucking theme song, too. Hey, Gazaria like, was yeah. in it? Yeah, was, it, it, was, it was huge. It was yeah. huge. Salad of Scrambled Eggs. That's a different, that's a different show. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really crazy that that stuff, but again, I think that that's reruns, which was a thing that wasn't really, when do you think reruns were all the time? <sighs> like, I, I mean, Nick at Night, I think, launched a lot of stuff that like. That's that's how I saw a lot of that older stuff. Yep. That I, like, I'm probably too young for like mm-hmm. all the, the new heart, well, some old new heart, Bob Newhart's original yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, it, like Nick at Night and all that stuff like really helped those things with like longevity. Yeah, Nick at Night is how I discovered like Car 54, Where Are yep. You, yeah. F and F Troop, yeah. and uh, well, uh, My yeah. Three Sons, the, the Monkees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like yeah, My Three Sons was a great one. Yeah, it's that Legend of Dobie Gillis, and you would the never, Life and Times of Dobie Gillis. There's so much lost. TV because nobody recorded it or uh-huh. like they used the same tapes and they just went I just fucking tape over yeah, who I wants know. we already did this yeah, why would anyone want to watch it again there's like no I think Lucille Ball owned all of like I Love Lucy and all that stuff because they like no one saw value the studio it. didn't give a fuck like, we already did this already went out yeah. people already saw that one yeah who wants to see that and then reruns started happening and it's like Hang on. <laughs> yeah, we could still make money on something we already paid for? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what else is a show mm. that's still as funny today as it was when it aired and has been lost? Is the Carol Burnett Show. Oh, yeah. Carol Burnett Show, any skit on the Carol Burnett Show, t- it still holds up today, uh, 40 years uh, later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Carol, I was thinking laughing for some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, I, never, I never got laughing. I was way too young to understand. Like, oh, boy, that Richard Nixon guy is really getting it. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think laughing was too contemporary like of its time yeah. that like the thi- like it doesn't really hold water or like hold weight past its certain point or yeah. whatever but I think Car- Carol Burnett had more of like yeah, yeah. I, I loved the Carol Burnett show yeah, when I was Tim when Conway I was, was so funny oh my funny. god Tim Conway is hilarious yeah the dentist sketch and he keeps poking himself with like the note <laughs> and everything is so no, funny. no frills airlines yeah it's great it's yeah. it's very very funny like it, if the listeners are confused they can ask their parents for yeah. help with, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. any yeah. of these Go, while, while you're at a, while we're talking about these old TV shows that you're never gonna search yeah. and you're never gonna watch watch Route 66 too that's like my favorite old TV show it's a drama but it's really go good. interrupt your dad in the garage right now where he's drinking light beer and ask him about bob newhart and just have <laughs> him go oh hell yeah that'll be pretty exciting for him uh i think that you know we we were making fun of this like when we were going to satan just going like oh who's he gonna talk about 25 years ago yeah it's not gonna talk about itself 
I don't know that you have the same cultural touchstones, not in a way where it's like the same shows. I mean like the same way that they're like presented to you because now you have an infinite amount of watching whatever you want whenever you want. So now the way we're talking about watching these old shows on Nick at Night, no one's going to do that if you're like younger because now you can search whatever you want. And I don't think a lot of kids are going to just, well, this is on. I'm going to watch George Lopez. Like that's like the end of all of that. And now you don't have that stuff in that way anymore. It also, it, I mean, it's obviously more convenient and you, we have at our fingertips, like pretty much all of the shared knowledge and entertainment of all time. Yeah. You know, like you could watch Carol Burnett if you wanted to go seek it out and find it. You might have to buy it, but, uh, but do you remember, like, I remember this specifically with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the X-Files. So this was at the end of this era of TV, right? Do you remember when you would fucking, you'd have to work or something would happen and you would miss an episode of your TV show yeah. and you would have to wait till summer right, till and, the reruns. and then look at the TV guide to figure out if it was going to air and then when it was going to air. And that was how you could see yeah. the episode you missed. Like, that is something that kids today, <laughs> kids today, but that's something that my daughter will never understand. That was that they'll never suck, understand dude. having to, they'll never, it did suck. It, it happened to suck, me all the time with the X-Files. Us, <laughs> it made us, it made us patient, right? Yeah. It made us wait for shit it and like, it made us appreciate it when we got it. And I'm not saying that it should go back to that way. It, it shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. But there, there is something lost in in the in inconvenience and immediacy. Yeah, it was I like, think. man, I missed an episode with the cigarette smoking man. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. wait six months to see that. It's like they only get, they only talk about the plot in three episodes. <laughs> of season, and I fucking missed it. Uh, it's funny to me because you know, also at the time you could try to hedge your bets, right? Like you could try to pro if you were a huge nerd like me, you could try to program your VCR. Yeah, she could, which failed half the very, time. Very rarely works. But it made me also think about like cottage industries which existed at the time which are lost to time like vcr plus when's the last time you thought about vcr plus which was a system that could be built into vcrs so in the tv guide they would print like a six digit code and you would tell your vcr like a six digit code and it would know like oh since we're i have vcr plus i know i need to record this channel at this time so it kind of took a lot of the intermediary steps out of programming your VCR, because otherwise you'd be like, I gotta make sure the TV's on this channel, I gotta make sure the time's right on the VCR, I gotta make sure it's set to record two minutes before the end, yep. two minutes after the end, hopefully there's no delay, make sure there's enough space left on the tape. I mean, I, do you remember when TiVo was like the brand new thing and uh, it was yeah. fucking groundbreaking? We were living together and I got TiVo as soon as it became available oh, wow. and we paused the Super Bowl and looked at Britney Spears yeah. a lot. <laughs> I remember I, that. I remember thinking it was a huge... Wait, like I thought it was really cool, but I thought it was a huge waste of money. Because if I remember, it was like a three hundred dollar a year subscription. I paid three hundred dollars a year. I think I think it was like one hundred and fifty dollars a year, or you could pay like three hundred dollars for a lifetime subscription. Oh, that was it. Yeah, and I paid for a lifetime subscription because TiVo was going to last forever, and that was <laughs> well, like that was the like technology was going to stop at TiVo, and we were set. Well, if, you, if it lasted for two years, then you broke even. Anything I mean, I think gravy. it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know after living with you, watching how easy it was, where it's like, oh, you just type in the name of a show and it knows the channel, it knows the time, and it's just there. Yeah. And you can just, you know, rewind, fast forward. The problem with early TiVo was small hard drives, though. You'd be like, yeah. oh, fuck, I got to delete something or it's not going to record the game tonight. Yeah. You're constantly file managing. I mean, it was, I guess that's the kind of like destruction of appointment viewing, but at the same time, there's stuff that 
like sports that'll never go away for appointment viewing. It's Absolutely just, not. Yeah. It's just going to be the way, like how you can sit. Like they have Amazon Prime has Thursday night football now, so I don't even need TV. I just go, oh my, yeah. my I, thing. It's watch the last night. Watch, yeah, watch two yeah, get slammed. Absolutely. I, I find it annoying though because now I get push notifications from the Amazon app about yeah. football games. Like I don't, I don't want that from the Amazon app. That's how I. I buy shit for my house. Like, I, I, I feel like they need a separate ecosystem for that, for the alerts. Just because I don't, I don't want that. I get fucking push notifications from my TV OS that's, <laughs> that's like, hey, new apps available on the TV. You should check these out. And it's like, how the fuck? And I can't disable it. No. That is so egregious. I get, it makes me TV so stuff. fucking yeah, mad. I hate it. I get, so I use Apple TV to watch like all of my, uh, I do my programming bedroom, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't, the only notifications I get from that are like when new episodes of shows I watch come out. Like, mm. hey, new episodes. So that, I think that's great. So I'm like, I always forget. Like, oh yeah, Beavis and Butthead come, came out on Thursday. So like yesterday, I was like, oh yeah, new episode of Beavis and Butthead. Uh, watch how, that. How fucking good is Beavis and Butthead? It's pretty good. It's amazing that 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 dumb bit that is so like. You don't even realize how much the culture has changed until you watch it, an old episode of Beavis and Butthead, and it, it still manages to be like kudos to Mike Judge. It's still funny to this day, like thirty years later. Mm -hmm. I, I still, I still start laughing as soon as I hear them laughing. Yeah. When the when the show title comes up, and Emily makes fun of me all the time because <laughs> I, I just can't stop laughing. It'll never not be funny. Oh, uh, the other day I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, "God." Uh, there was an episode like Cornholio was in briefly. The Cornholio like, does not hold up, but the rest yeah, of them she, do. She was like, God, I hated it back when I was in high school and those guys would walk around and put their shirts over their heads and talk like Cornholio and they thought it was really funny. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like that would be awful, right? <laughs> oh man. Did you see the episode? It was an old, where old Beavis and old butthead where uh, they are fighting over a couch space. Yeah. And but Beavis <laughs> yeah. won't get up to pee, so he pops his kidney. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. He puts a chip clip on his dick, so he, <laughs> so he doesn't have to pee. So he doesn't have to pee. Uh, we're we're getting on to the fifty minute mark, so we should probably wind down a little bit. Um, oh yeah, we were going to talk about stuffing DVDs around post uh, <laughs> around. Uh, maybe we'll do that next episode. Mailboxes yeah. all over. Austin. Yeah, we'll get it. We're doing one on Monday, so yeah, that's I, true. I hope. I mean, yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm just. I'm saying for me. Oh, okay. I'm trying to. My schedule's so fucked. Um, but this was good. I I like the Australia stuff and and uh, I think just talking about like the old TV stuff and everything is like really interesting. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the audience thinks so too. I mean, it's well, I mean just, that's that's the shit we were doing when we were in Austin yeah. twenty years ago. We I were mean, watching it, TV. It it really is like that old media and everything so different. We talked about it. We talked about it last time. We talked about like you know why it feels it's like prestigious to like have your show on TV yeah. or or keeping yeah like that yeah. that kind of thing and it's just still a thing. TV is just still a thing. Still a for thing. Now. Yeah, yeah, for now. And we'll launch a new TiVo. It'll be around forever. <laughs> Give me three hundred dollars. Well, I mean, I, I like I just look at this iPad I've got, right? Like mm -hmm. where I keep notes and stuff. It's like I can watch anything that's ever been made in the world yes. right here. Like, what's the point of having that fucking TV? And there's also so much stuff that you don't even know about. Just this fucking morning, I was turning on the TV uh, while I was eating cereal, and there's on HBO Max, there was an ad for the Magnolia Network. Uh, and Emily yeah. was like, oh, there's a show I want to watch on the Magnolia Network. And so I opened it up, and uh, 500 shows I've never heard of all mm -hmm. looked very well produced and, and and that exists. A whole ecosystem of home repair and uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, flipping shows that I just had no idea. That's all That's all daddy's ass love wants these days. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you, corporate. <laughs> uh, so we got to guess this name. We have uh, to get it right. I mean, eventually, right? I would so, just... Someone on social media... Uh -huh. God, I, I, 
can't remember his name. I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. Um, is 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 going? I think is going insane trying to figure this out. Oh yeah. They sent me a a message. They sent me a tweet. I should say uh, the other day saying that he was a hundred percent convinced he had figured it out. Oh yeah. Well, that's so was I with Austin Manana, but here we are. He he had not figured it out, no. but uh, <laughs> he. D- uh, uh, we can cut this if you think that we should. Uh, but he had dumped a bunch of DNS records. <laughs> what? Uh, looking for domains that were registered approximately around the time where I said I registered. Really? It, and then trying to grip out information uh, around the letters A-N-M-A. And he found a domain that was registered around the time I registered it that was a potential name, but it wasn't it. Uh, and I was like... He tweeted it to me, and then he deleted it. He's like, "Oh, I got nervous." I was like, "No, I saw, I saw it." <laughs> <laughs> so, so no one's guessed it still. He has not guessed it, but wow. this dude is doing like a crazy amount of work trying to figure it out, like really dig into it, and uh, it's uh, it scares me a little bit. Mm. I, I didn't, I did not consider that. Interesting. Okay. How about this? Yeah. Aardvarks, manatees, narwhals, and ants. Oh, that's it. No. What? Damn. It must not be narwhals. Must it must be, be, it must be something it, else. Yeah. Does narwhals start with like a G or something? And we just didn't it realize could. it. Yeah. A, a really cool narwhal yeah. does. <laughs> uh, everyone guesses another morning in Austin. Please stop guessing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. If you're going to send that, I just don't even know what to do for you. Yeah. Also, stop sending me the guesses. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Someone, like, you have to stop. People They're, are so over this. So, <laughs> so people are like, I'm so sick of this bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's a great bit. So it was uh, <laughs> Axel, Axel Torgard. He guessed. Uh, Austin Memes, which which was registered fairly recently, and Austin Mood, which was registered also uh, oh, okay. fairly recently. But it's neither of those. It was, it's neither of those. However, I do want to mention a hero, someone who made a, a heroic guess okay. online. Oh, a hero. Um, wow. Yeah, a, a true... Welcome pa- to this segment, Gus's Everyday Heroes. <laughs> a true patriot and hero, Alex DeBate. Okay. Who... DeBate. Who guessed... By sending me money on Venmo. <laughs> Alex, debate, thank you so much. <laughs> Your guess, attention maximizer, is not correct. Oh. I, I appreciate the dollar. Um, <laughs> Colin guessed and my axe. Didn't we guess that already? Nah, yeah, damn. Sorry, yeah. Colin. Anecdotal magic from Tristan. Mm, no. Mm. Mm. Uh Animosity misadventures from Uh-oh. the nastiest penis in Seattle. <laughs> I like everything you just said, uh, but no, that is not. <laughs> we were we were, that kind of reminds me. This is a small tangent. We were obsessed with uh, funny license plates and funny. We were talking about them today. Things back in the day, yeah. there was an old license plate that we saw on the internet, probably back in the late '90s, early 2000s, that someone had registered in the state of Florida. <laughs> and the state of Florida license plates used to have an orange in the middle of them. Okay. Uh, and someone had registered the license plate A55RGY. Uh, so the orange looked like an O. So, so it, it read said ass orgy. orgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's to this day. I think we might have talked about it. On- Face once it is to this day the funniest license plate I have yeah. ever they, seen. They have subsequently changed the Florida license plate. Know, so it has two oranges now, so you can't make an O out of it. Damn. Uh, but man, ass orgy. There was fucking a, funny. There was somebody driving around the state of Florida with an ass orgy license plate for <sighs> years. That was brilliant. Kudos to that person. Way to go, guys. Really working in the medium. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Real we clever. 
We didn't get it this time, but maybe on the next the one. Next on one, I'm, I'm, I got a good feeling about think, it. So think about it there. over the weekend on Monday. We'll get it. Um, yeah. Well, th- thanks to the audience for tuning into episode 19, our 23rd episode. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us at Anima Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram, Gus was on there rating a bunch of coffee. Yeah. Uh, I went on a, a, a rating spree. Sorry, I couldn't participate. No, it's okay. You were busy. I know you're yeah. you were tied up with a bunch of stuff. Yep. You couldn't do it. Four so. fucking podcasts yesterday. Yeah. <sighs> and another today. Look yeah, baby. You're, this is the easiest of the bunch. Yeah. You're the Lou Gehrig of podcasts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, you you want, get checked out of the doctor. <laughs> you want to tweet us a name, you can. Let us know. Um, don't tell us what you drink for your coffee. That whole segment part is done. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was corporate. Yeah, I get it. We're not doing that. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Any parting words for the folks on our 19th episode? Uh, drink the Satan coffee. It's yeah, if you get, come to Austin, you can do a lot worse than drinking Satan. And uh, and Eric, I hope you have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks. I man. can tell it's been a stressful week for you. It's... I hope I hope you get to maybe you get to shag some balls this weekend and relax. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Probably not, but we'll see. That sounds like a euphemism. 